Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. We hope you had a great week. We have a really good topic, and I think that most of you will be able to relate to this. Uh, Our topic this week is, do you have a big but or do you have a big God? And it's a play on words, obviously, (laughs) And, and we'll get to that. So on your entrepreneurial journey, As a believer who wants to impact the world for the kingdom of God, we all have goals. We set goals for ourselves. We're motivated. We want to accomplish things. And we're goal-driven individuals. So terms like getting results or crushing it or achieving the impossible, accomplishing the miraculous, surmounting huge obstacles. Oh, uh, I like the Tony Robbins one, taking massive action. Becoming the best version of yourself. These are all things that you and I must do in order to have the life that we desire, in order to live our dreams, and in order to really feel like, hey, I'm doing something of significance. I feel like I'm really walking hand in hand with God and impacting this world for the kingdom. And when you pursue personal growth, these terms you've heard time and again, like I have. So we must do these things. But there's only one problem, Happy. I'm quoting Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's not easy. In fact, it's not just not easy. It's really, really freaking hard. It's going to take all that's in you. It's going to take your time, your courage, your strength, your patience, your resources, your perseverance, your utmost dedication. Do you agree with that, Liz? Absolutely. So living a life of significance and purpose is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's something that's going to take a lot of time and patience. It's hard. It's not for the faint of heart. And that's why we all get to a point, eventually, all of us, all of us have been there, where we feel that we've reached the end of ourselves, where we feel that we gave it our all. And when we reach that point, if we still don't have the results we wanted, what do we do? We find excuses to make ourselves feel better. So that's when we find and use our big butts. But God wants us to get off our butts, okay? (laughs) In more ways than one. And the big butts, you're going to recognize them. I mean, we, we, like I said, we've all used them. I've used them in my life. Liz has used them. Uh, for example, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough help. I don't have enough education. You name it. 
but I have children and they suck all the time out of my schedule. I can't focus on a certain thing or finish my book or finish my project because I have to take care of them or I have to take care of the house or my husband's very needy. He needs this and he needs that and I have to tend to this and I have to tend to that. And then the, these are know, real life excuses, by the way, that she's using right now. Especially and that the I've husband heard, thing. and that I've heard, <laughs> <laughs> and that I've heard also uh, speaking to a lot of women that are trying to make a difference. They're trying to either write books, they're trying to uh, build a business, build a team, and all these excuses come uh, and play with their minds. And I've learned, you know, and I've also done these excuses too uh, when I started my entrepreneurial journey. Um, when we don't realize exactly what it's going to take of us, when it starts to get hard, that's when the excuses come. That's yeah. when we're like, yeah, but I have this. Yeah, but you don't understand. I have that. Uh, but you don't understand. My kid does this and he's like that and it makes it harder. So I can't do what you're doing. And time and time again, we see people that succeed that have maybe six children, eight children, exactly. which I've seen. And you're like, okay, how come I'm not you know, doing what I'm supposed to do, or I haven't achieved my goals, or I haven't built the team I wanted, and I only have one or two kids or three kids, whatever the number may be. So that's when you realize that, you know, there's a lot of excuses, and those that succeed don't make excuses. Or sometimes we're just going to be like, well, she doesn't have my kids. Yeah. She may have six, but I have three, but they're, they're, they're really something. <laughs> <laughs> Or I don't have a supportive husband. Yeah. And that drains me. So I can't, you know, work on this or work on that even when he's snoring in his sleep because, you know, he wouldn't approve of that. And so I'm just going to not achieve my dream. Or what other excuses are there, Liz? Like, uh, I'm not smart enough. I'm not brave enough. I'm not strong enough, young enough, I'm too old fat. enough. I'm not pretty enough. Pretty enough. You name it. Um, I don't have a break. Huh? Uh, the big break. I, I've been I've been using that one a few times. I don't have educated. the right kidney. You know what? I'm not educated I'm enough. Not educated I don't have enough. the diplomas that go with the certain thing that make me look a certain way to have a certain kind of influence. It doesn't online. give you the posture that I need. Uh, I don't have the right connections, right? Uh, that is not what you know. It's who you know. Mm -hmm. I don't have the right connections. I don't have the right platform, or I don't have a platform, or I don't have influence. Look excuses galore i mean there's so many to pick from it's actually it's actually quite easy to find excuses getting results is the hard part and schwarzenegger arnold schwarzenegger said this he's the one who coined it he said you can have results or excuses not both it's one or and if anybody did have results in his career that was schwarzenegger so it's a good quote let's face it we've all been there and we, have, uh, we all have our own set of excuses and limiting beliefs. We all have our big butts. And some of our butts are legitimate. And so I'm not trying to tell you guys, look, uh, for example, of course, if you're single, if you're a single entrepreneur, uh, well, you, can't, you don't have the kids uh, dragging you down or taking your time and energy and, and money and resources. So obviously, those who do have children, they can, if they wish to, use them as an excuse. But so some of these excuses are legitimate. They're, they're real challenges that may seem to make our goals like uh, appear like pie in the sky, like an unachievable pipe dream. But, <laughs> but here's the good news. 
The Bible tells us in Luke 137 that nothing is impossible with God. And it also tells us that I can do all things, not some things, not a few things, all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we're going to look now at what the scripture says about our buts, so the, the, the excuses we have, and what the Bible tells us. So there's a plethora of instances in the Bible where situations seem to be, seem to be impossible. And in most of these situations, it would be perfectly understandable for the person to give up and bring up their big butt. And, and we know it. We've seen it time and again in the Bible. Uh, for example, Jonah. Jonah had a big butt. <laughs> and in the story of Jonah, he, he uses it, right? That's his excuse. He's saying, like, I'm not, I'm not going. Here's why. Here's why I didn't go, God. Because I, I knew that you're a forgiving God and I was going to be wasting my time preaching in the city and that you would eventually forgive them. So it was a waste of my time. So since I knew that, that's why I went on that ship and escaped. So that was Jonah's big butt. However, the Bible being the book where we are shown the greatness of God, we are shown instead a different kind of butt. Instead of your big butt or your butt or your excuses, we are shown but God. Ever heard that? But God. Or ever read that in the Bible? Yeah. I know that this combination of these two words, but God, I think those are two of my favorite words in the whole of scriptures. So you're reading about an impossible situation, and then all of a sudden, next sentence starts with but God. Oh, boy. I love these two words because they open up a whole new world of possibilities. They make the impossible possible. In a great article by Lisa Apello titled But God Bible Verses, she gathered 31 of those But God passages to encourage believers. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes to that article because here's the thing. I'm not going to quote, I'm not, we're not going to cite, we're not going to go through the 31 she posted. But I took the ones that I thought were the best ones, the nuggets, the, the good stuff. And uh, Liz is going to read them for you. The, these but God instances in the scriptures. So we'll start with Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. So, in this instance, you have Noah. He's been in the ark for 40 days and 40 nights. And the whole earth is flooded. So, you're like, wow. Uh, not, now what? But God remembered Noah. And we know the rest of the story. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Amen to that. That's Joseph talking to his brothers after he, he, uh, he had a recon reconciliation with them. He's telling them, you guys intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. So no matter how dire my situation got, he used this and, and he used me in this situation to end up saving many lives. Isn't that great? 
1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 14. David stayed in the desert strongholds and in the hills of the desert of Ziph? Ziph? I would say Ziph. <laughs> Ziph. <laughs> day after day, Saul searched for him. But God did not give David into his hands. Oh, yeah. We, we remember that Saul gave David such a hard time. He was hunting him down constantly. And it was really uh, taking, bringing David down. In fact, he wrote some psalms that, that remind us of how heavy his soul was at the time mm-hmm. uh, when that was going on. But God did, made sure that Saul never... Uh, never hurt David. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15, we read, And he said, Listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jeho- Jehoshaphat, sorry, um, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Oh, wow. The battle is the Lord's. No matter how many enemies surround you, you plus God equals a majority. Never forget that. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, we read, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. But with God all things are possible. Amen. In Acts chapter 3, verse 15, you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. Yeah, so I, I believe that's Peter talking to the Pharisees. He's telling them, you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. <laughs> wow, what a, the biggest, possibly the biggest miracle in the Bible, obviously, yeah. the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. In Acts chapter 7, verse 9, and the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him. Exactly. Like we saw the, the other verse you, you quoted in Genesis 50. Now we have a, another uh, version in Acts. And, and But God was with Joseph. And that's repeated in the story of Joseph, how it says that uh, a few instances. That, hey, but God was with him. But God was with him. And he, and he, uh, he made him uh, prosper wherever he was. Even in a jail cell, he made Joseph prosper. Mm-hmm. In uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Oh yeah, praise the Lord for that. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our our Lord. So the Bible says we but were. The gift of God. Yeah, the, the Bible says we were dead in our trespasses, dead in our trespasses. Mm-hmm. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-seven. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. I love that verse because so many times when we get down on ourselves, when we get uh, low and and we're like, uh, and we have our big butts going, right? In our minds, in our mindset, in our wording. It's good to remind us that God loves to use the weak things of the world. See, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't have God, you have no choice but to be strong. You have no choice because he's not going to use your weaknesses. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So 
you're failing on your own, bud. But if you have God, God can take even your weaknesses and turn them into successes, turn them into favor. Uh, uh, despite your weaknesses, he can make you uh, get the promotion, get higher, uh, get higher, get the connection, uh, get the contract, despite our weaknesses. Uh, it was funny because uh, we spoke of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the beginning. Uh, and uh, I remember seeing an in, in an interview, he was mentioning how his weird Austrian accent was a, a, a weakness of his, obviously. He had a, a strange speech pattern. But he said that when he said, um, I'll be back, that's when his career really took off. Like the I'll be back from the first Terminator became a mainstay. And he says, for the strangest reason, I don't understand how, but the fact that I had this strange accent, I'll be back, get to the chopper, <laughs> get down. He said, the fact that I spoke like this, it made me more popular and not less popular. It made me get more movie contracts. Of course, there were the muscles and all that, and we know that, but for some reason, his weakness was It a, was made a him unique. Exactly. It In made a him world unique. that everybody is so similar, it made him unique, and he stood out for that reason. Exactly. And, uh, and Paul also, remember when he had his thorn in the flesh and he prayed to God for, by three times, he says, I prayed by three times. In other words, it's like, can you realize I prayed three times? Because he's used to get his, his answer the first time. And, and God finally gave him his answer. And Jesus said, um, my, my, my strength is perfected in weakness. Why? Because weakness keeps us humble. Weakness, weak, weakness keeps us dependent on God. And that's when his whole power can show up. It's a, it's a strange dynamic, but that's that's what we're called to be. The, the, the Christian life, there's so many things that are different from how it operates in the world. In the world, it's through strength we conquer, through uh, inexorable uh, energy and uh, massive action, like Tony Robbins would say. And they do work. These things are good. I want you guys to have that. But when all of these things fail for you, as a believer... You always have a but God on your side. And isn't it such a wonderful, wonderful uh, thing to have? I remember in my 20s, I so wanted to get married. And I had had so many girls turn me down for dates or, or, or girlfriends dumping me. I was down on myself. So I, I, I did the Billy Graham prayer of all things. I remember reading the, the, uh, the biography of Billy Graham in which he was saying that he was very awkward with women. And he prayed, Lord, uh, I want you to do my courtship for me because I'm too inadequate. I'm too bumbling. I'm a bumbling idiot. He didn't say it like that in his biography, <laughs> but that's what it, was, it, it meant. And I really saw myself in that. I was like, you know, where? Oh, I wasn't always like good with words the way I am today, by the way. I was not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the, the, an easy word back then. Anyway, so, so I said to God, I said, you know, I've had all these... Um, I guess failures and, 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 and girlfriends not wanting to, to stay with me and in dates that never happened. Lord, I need you to do my courtship for me. And that's when the magic happened. And not long after that, I met Liz and the rest is history. Right? Yeah. So, so God uses our weaknesses. And whenever we reach what we think with, with, with our senses, that's the end of myself. That's the most I can do. Okay, uh, now if it's going to happen at this point, it's going to take a miracle or it's impossible. Or when we yeah. reach that point, 
when you've done everything and, and then you start throwing out excuses. Well, my kids, well, this, well, that, well, that. Don't forget your but God. There's a but God in your story. Yeah. And I think especially for me, you know, in my life, when things have seemed impossible, you know, sometimes you kind of see the mountain in front of you and you, you focus on the wrong things or... Um, you know, things happen in life and that just the obstacles and the circumstances are just in your face. And that's when you have to say, I don't want to focus on that. I know it doesn't look very good. I know it looks negative, but I know that I serve a bigger God, but God, but God can do all things, but God can make me victorious, but God can erase all that, but God can get rid of that mountain, you know, and I think even in the time that we're living right now, which is very uncertain times and people are scared for all kinds of reasons with everything that's going on. I think it's really important to stop looking at the media and stop looking at all the negativity and everything that seems so um, impossible to, to get to a peaceful state um, because everybody is you know, just creating havoc right now and things are just so crazy. We, we have to now more than ever focus on you know the essentials what is what is what is our focus what does God want us to do focus on the vision that he has for your life not what is going around you but really what God expects of you what you know he wants you to accomplish and go and do that you know set those goals for yourself and and focus on that and remember that no matter what you're facing you know, but God can always do all things with you. He's always there for you and he can do the impossible when you can't do it. Exactly. So do you have a big but? Do you have a big excuse or do you have a big God? Do you have a but God waiting in your life? And we all do. We all have a, a but God waiting in our lives because we can always, uh, when we've tried everything on our own strength, we can always turn to him and say, but God is there. He's going to take me out of this at this pit, this difficulty, mm -hmm. he's gonna, he's gonna. I have the faith, and he's gonna make that mountain. I'm gonna take that mountain, and with God, I'm gonna tell it to go and, and drop itself in the sea. Yeah. First uh, Corinthians, chapter ten, verse thirteen. Also, another but God here. No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Uh, and some people have taken that passage and kind of tweaked it a little bit and say, God won't send you more than what you can handle, right? We have to remember that, you know, a lot of things of circumstances, a lot of things that are negative in our lives. It's not God necessarily sending these things. Sometimes he allows yes, them. Yes, yeah, you're right about to, that. Absolutely. To happen um, and because I don't want you to think that, yeah, you know. Yeah, the calamities in your life are not sent by God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But God is going to bring you through them he and will. he's going to help you uh, to get rid of those mountains if you allow him to and if you work with him uh, in doing so. And so you become a team against these mountains. Amen. Yeah. Lisa Bevere, she said this great quote and I love it. If you think you've blown God's plan for your life, rest in this. You, my beautiful friend, are not that powerful because hmm. sometimes you know when when we reach that state that mindset where uh, we start throwing up ex excuses and, and we're in a bad mindset when that happens right 
But no matter what happens, no matter how bad things get, uh, we cannot destroy God's plan for our lives. It's never too late. If we want to follow God in our lives, there's never a point of no return, which is just so fantastic. And another great quote that I saw and I wanted to share it with you guys. When God put a calling on your life, he already factored in your stupidity. <laughs> That's the most comforting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and for me, I yeah, maybe not for you guys listening, but for me, that meme, that quote is really comforting because I've done a lot of stupid things and sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I, did, I just did that. I can't believe I just he, said that. Yeah, he basically and knew God, that. God is you. not going to let your stupidity destroy his calling and his plan on your life. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because obviously he knows we're imperfect beings and sometimes it, you know, we could be stubborn. It could take us a while to understand what he's trying to teach us and... <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, there's the stupid decisions we may make that kind of, you know, take us off course and then we have to get back on and it takes longer. Hey, hey, in other words, in other words, you know, you've heard the phrase, you can't fix stupid. God can. <laughs> God can. Isn't that great news? Yes. Uh, so, Liz, like you mentioned earlier, we are living in extraordinarily difficult times mentally uh, and even physically for some this is it seems like the whole world's gone bonkers and crazy and uh, it's really really hard on a lot of people so in Canada where we are in the whole world but particularly in the United States right now people are faced with circumstances that can bring you to your wits end we're now faced with societal cha challenges that are unprecedented for many of us. It's scary. Not only that, it, it's also easier than ever to make excuses for ourselves. Uh, and, and we can use, uh, you know, when you're at the end of your rope, you can use also societal, uh, what's going on in society, to, uh, to pick and choose your own excuse, right? Uh, we, we've seen them on TV. We see them every day. Um, and they can make for really, really good excuses. But COVID-19. But the government. But the possibility of forced vaccination. But homeschooling. But our jobs and businesses. But our churches. And I think that's really important that we mention this because um, there's been so many... I, I work with Sebastian in... Um, and we do our coaching, but we also are, are building a team of, of Christian believers. And uh, we're working um, in the home-based business industry. We're entrepreneurs. We work from home as well. And um, we've seen, you know, how our company has taken an increase of 40% in the last, since March, since this whole thing happened. And, you know, business has been booming more than ever. And yet, when we talk to certain people that are in that industry, whether they're working with us or not, um, a lot of people have used these excuses. Yeah, but you know, people are losing their jobs, so they don't want to buy you know certain things that we sell, or uh, they're not looking for this because they just lost their job, so they're insecure and they they don't have the right mindset right now. They're down, or um, 
you know, they, they'll find all kinds of excuses. Now I have to homeschool. So because I have yeah. to homeschool, I have a lot less time to work my business, you know, so and yet and then you have other people that are coming out of the woodwork and are having exponential growth in their businesses. Yeah. Saying, you know, uh, you know, we were able to 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 grow our team by this number of people this month or last month ever since this happened because people are craving new opportunities people are exactly. wanting to change their lives people are re realizing that um you know we live in uncertain times and we can't rely on the government we have to you know basically create our own um our own independence we have to create our own income and entrepreneurship is becoming uh, a lot more eye-opening to a lot of people. A lot of people are seeing the value in that now because they're realizing that there is no such thing as security in no, job the nine-to-five jobs that they're living. And so... Whatever was left of what we thought, you know, of, yeah. of job security. And I knew I knew job security was, had been dead for at least 10 years. But, but a lot of people were still living the illusion that there yeah. is job security out there. Uh, and boy, the, the, the recent events just completely destroyed that concept and that thought uh, everybody now knows that there is no job security yeah. and so you know we never know what might happen right and so i i just really was um you know i was looking at this situation i was like wow you know it really is the half glass uh half full and half empty half, half full. empty half full and it's really the excuses and whether you know you can either see it as, but God is going to help me grow my business and do these wonderful things that I know that he wants me to accomplish. And I know there's people out there that really are looking for what I have to offer. Or you can say, oh, everybody's like depressed. They're all looking at the news. Uh, they're all, you know, on Netflix, binging on Doritos. They don't have the right mindset. They don't want to join my, my thing. They don't want to even look at my thing. You know, you can either see the, the the downside of this or you can see the positive of exactly. this. And so, and it's, you know, I've listened to a lot of entrepreneurs talk about this in the last few months and a lot of them have said, you know, in the last time there was um, a depression. In 2008? There were a lot of, of businesses that went bankrupt, but a lot of businesses were able to change their approach and, and change certain things and actually... Um, you know, became really, really strong. Even businesses have grown um, and also have been birthed in that in, depression. In that depression, And yeah. now are known for these, you know, huge corporations that have been standing for years and years. So what makes them succeed and what made some drop? It's really about innovation, creativity, uh, learning to see the half glass full. And in our case, we don't even have to rely just on the skill or just pivoting or just changing certain thing because we have God. We have God that's gonna give us ideas. We have God that's gonna expand our creativity, that's gonna give us the things, the tools that we need and is gonna to bring to us what we need to succeed. So whether it's to bring a flow of people towards you, whether it's for you to learn a new skill that's gonna help you, no matter what it is, but God is there for you. Exactly, and and see, that's the thing. We we, we have all these, uh, <laughs> I guess you could call them, uh, major excuses given to us on a silver platter if we want to uh, not continue, if we want to, to be in a, the wrong mindset. The excuses are there. I mean, like I mentioned, COVID and, and, and all the others, uh, the economy, the riots, the new world order, uh, fill in the blanks. I mean, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, 
so it's it's up it's our choice as believers. And so that, what, that's what, another what thing. But, yeah, and that's another thing choose, that right? yeah, and that's another thing that's very important that you mentioned the the whole you know um, how should I say this? There's this big thing right now with conspiracy theories and. Uh, looking at the end times, you know, Christians wondering, is are we in, in the end times? Is this the end? Are we supposed to be planning for the worst? And um, should we be focused on that? And there's a, a very huge community of Christians that are very awake and aware of what's going on with the government. And, and there's a lot of things that aren't, uh, let's just say, kosher. And, um, and we all are aware of these things. We all know that there's a lot of things that are working against us yeah. right now. Yeah, that, that kingdom but, of darkness is very, very active these days. Exactly. Let's just put it that way. But we can either focus on that and be super doom and gloom and be like, oh, this is the end. Now I have to like store tons of food and just go in a bunker somewhere and pray and, and just wait for the end to happen. It's the apocalypse and, you know. We can either have this mindset and be super depressed about it, or we can say, look, you know, all it's all in God's hands, but God is there for me. And, you know, God is going to be there to sustain my family. God is going to give me this, the brains that I need to prepare Amen. Yeah. And, and to do this and that. But I don't want to just focus on that. Yeah. I want to focus on moving forward. Because if you for focus just on that, if you focus, for example, on just what the kingdom of darkness is doing, yeah, uh, you could spend a lot of time because it, 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 some of it is, let's be honest, it's kind of fascinating <laughs> because they have a plan and you're like, oh yeah, it, they're doing this and they're doing that. And I'm going I'm to warn my friends. And I'm going to post this and I'm going to post that. Uh, and uh, but, but it can get very heavy. Even in after the prophetic, even in the prophetic circles where they're going to, talk about certain things that they've, you know, had visions and dreams. And I'm not against any of that. Like, I mean, I'll, we, I'll we, take a lot of things in consideration and say, you know, it could be true that this and this is coming and we should be smart and we should be preparing um, just in case. But at the same time, if we focus just on that, we're not focusing on uh, bringing light to the world and that there's still time for you know people to get saved and they have to see God's light and they need to see it through us and people need to see us shine in different ways and uh, whether it be you helping them through your business, whether uh, you teach them about salvation through that, um, whatever it may be, we have to be active for the good because the devil's active in the bad and he's trying to take everybody with him and we can't let that happen. We have exactly. to be God's beacon, His light, yep. shining on earth until the end. And, and the and thing he is, will take care of us. Here's the trap. Here's the trap. Jesus said, "No man knows the day or the hour." Okay, yeah. so uh, and, and my it's dad's fun. been saying it's the end of the world for the last thirty-five years. <laughs> so it's true. <laughs> but, but Jesus says, "No man knows the day or the hour." And the thing is, I've even heard some uh, believers who have a prophetic quote-unquote, prophetic end times ministry or whatever, and they go like, he said the day or the hour, but that doesn't mean we won't know the year. So then they predict the year. They say, it's happening this year, or it's happening next year. It's like, Come on, guys. When, when Does Jesus have to be so darn specific so for us to get it? No man knows the day or the hour. Like that's, it's as simple as that. Uh, and he, he didn't, so if he didn't, trust me, he, he would have known the year more than you do. Okay, Jesus would have known the year, if he and he might have said it in two thousand years from now or whatnot. But it wasn't for him to say at that particular time in history. Uh, so, so amidst all the chaos, 
And amidst all the uncertainty, like Liz said, here's how you can phrase it now. COVID-19, but God. The government, but God. Forced vaccination, but God. Homeschooling, but God. Our jobs and businesses, but God. Our churches, but God. Our economy, but God. The riots, but God. The new world order, but God. But God. So which but are you going to choose? Are you going to choose your butts? Huh? Your God wants us to get off our butts. And he wants us to embark on his. But God. But God. And, and I'm going to leave you with a, a verse uh, as we close this fantastic episode, I think. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 to 9. God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Isn't that wonderful? I, those are other good buts that I thought I'd, I'd throw in there. Yeah, and that's very, very important that we focus on that. So I hope that you're able to... I, I would even encourage you to write an exercise of all the buts that you have um, pertaining to your business, pertaining to your goals, your pertaining present situation. to your projects that you always seem to find that excuse but i have this but there's that but and then right next to it dot but dot dot god. but god and god paste will it help on me. your wall yeah make it like a tiny uh, i don't know gold board or something so so you write your excuse and then you write next to it in big large bold letters but god yeah or just write but god and put it next to you know your wherever you wherever you if, spend if the you're most in the time. bathroom or whatever and you know if you're somebody that tends to dwell on negative thoughts it's gonna sink in your head you're gonna look at that but god and every time you have a negative thought cast it out and say but god but god, god can do captive. all things i can do all things through christ keep on telling yourself that write that verse write that verse and put it you know next to that but god i can do all things through christ so that you're reminded constantly mm. that you're victorious because you have god on your side amen so if you haven't already i encourage you to go to thrivingonpurpose.com you can join our group we have a facebook group there where you're gonna get access to our podcast we're also doing um the eight steps to activated faith uh master in there um, it's free, so I encourage you to join. You, you just go to either to our Facebook page, Thriving Purpose, or thrivingonpurpose.com, and you'll see um, the button to join our Facebook group so that you get um, extra, uh, you know, um, how should I say this, extra spiritual food during the week, 
and uh, we have master classes in there and we are always uh, adding new content. We'll be adding new master classes and new content in there. So it's going to help you um, strengthen your faith, especially during these uncertain times. And also, if if in these difficult times you've lost your job or you're without an income or you're looking for an extra stream of income these days, uh, we're always looking to work with dynamic, motivated individuals. We're, bu we're building a team like Liz mentioned. So you can always reach out to us and uh, maybe see what that would be about for you if it's a good fit. Exactly. So be blessed. And thrive on. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 